We affirm that Christ's commissioning of his church to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey all that he has commanded, includes civil authorities who are to be called to repentance, faith, and obedience to Christ. We affirm that the church is to instruct civil authorities regarding their identity and duties as servants before the throne of Christ. We affirm that this duty is a great commission issue. We deny that there's any sphere of life in which the command, teach them to obey all that I have commanded, does not apply, including politics and government. That is Article 13, with the subheading of the Great Commission. It's part of the... Statement on Christian Nationalism and the Gospel. This is the Faith Debate. We've been working our way through this statement in systematic fashion for a number of shows now. We've had a lot to say. Some of it actually pretty good, I think. And uh, some of it, well, mostly by me, not so good. But you know what? Just edit that part out later and I'll... In fact, I should do that. I should edit the show make myself sound brilliant. That's a lot of editing, though. I don't know about that. Anyway, you can find me online at householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's householdoffaithinchrist.com. Join this week again by... Uh, David Forsey, he is the pastor of uh, a church in, in the area that meets at a whole bunch of different locations. So if you're, you want to connect with him and find out how to where he's meeting and stuff, maybe just reach out to me and I'll try to connect you with David and we'll figure all that out. And uh, basically the same location week after week because they're kind of boring that way. Daniel Rasvi and the, uh, the church that meets at Imran's house. Um, and you can find him and information about what they do at, at a website for one of the ministries that they launched a number of years ago, Conquered by Love Ministries, online at conqueredbylove.org. So I just read Article 13 on the, the Great Commission. Um, initial thoughts. I, the first I, question I, I, I had was, if they don't obey, then what? <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh, I, I, I think ultimately they're, they're saying that the church's role is simply to continue to proclaim to in in the christian nationalism sort of idea is simply to proclaim biblical truth to the civil authorities speaking truth to power as they say (laughs) (laughs) they probably avoided saying that on purpose (laughs) they probably did um so so the one the only thing i had about it is I would have wished they would have included another line saying um, one of the ways that you do the Great Commission is this, but you also do need to preach the gospel to individuals and families and, you know, uh, and religious groups. And like, it's not that you only preach to the president and the Senate, right? You're not only sharing the Mm -hmm. gospel with Biden. You also share it with Joe Smith down the street, right? So uh, I, I, I think... But they they be, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not saying that. But they, they could be a little bit more. And clear particularly if Mr. Smith goes to Washington, then yes. they would really agree with you on the Joe Smith example. <laughs> yes. I, I think. I think the the little word that sort of saves them there is they say that you know, this 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 great commission includes civil authorities, as in it's not, you know, we. It doesn't cr- say cr- includes though. The word include is not in there. Uh, yeah, teaching to obey all that he has commanded includes civil authorities who oh, are to right, be called right, right. to repentance. So, so in other words, you know, you don't just, we, we shouldn't just be speaking, we shouldn't just be speaking to, you know, individuals on the street, right. but individuals in all places at all levels kind yeah. of deal. Yeah. And if that, as, long, as long as that's clear, I think I have no problem with the statement. Yeah. The, th- the thing I just want to make sure that you know, we're careful as we, as we all, as, as uh, Christian, not just people in this room, but anybody who uh, might hear this show someday, um, to keep in, in, in mind the order of things, right? To make disciples, so you start there, 
and as you and then you have the disciples and you baptize them as believers and then as baptized believers you're teaching them to obey all that Christ has commanded and this then would of course include anybody who's a Christian who's in civil authority that's the that's the order and so it makes me wonder though like so it says teach them to obey all that I have commanded and it and it applies to p- politicians in government for sure but it's a command that's given to believers for believers we don't we don't call um, non-believers to obedience. We call non-believers to repentance. And once they've repented, we then instruct them and call them so to I, obedience. I think if this were, say they were writing a statement on, uh, on Christian businesses and the gospel, right? They would say, you know, that this discipling of all nations, baptizing them, teaching them to obey, all his commands includes uh, employers, right? And making sure employers know how to be good Christian employers. Right, good Christian employers. But what if they're Hindu? Are we gonna ask the, the Hindu owner to be a good Christian employer when he's a Hindu or she's a Hindu? See, that's what- I, we're, I, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna ask them to be a good employer, which- Sure. Because a good employer is one who- uh, We're gonna ask them to, to become who, a Christian. And, but that's that's the duty of the church and the and the individual, and they're very clearly saying this is not the duty of the government to go and disciple nations. It's the duty of the church and the believer, which does not possess a sword, right? So you're saying, well, and what if I don't? Well, then you don't. I mean, I, but my job is to tell you you should become a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And the government's job is to punish you for acting in an ungodly manner, whether you're a Christian or not. But my job is to tell you to become a Christian. And that's my job as a believer or as a member of my church. Now, as a, a reformed guy, it's not up to them, right? You, I mean, you would agree with that. I can tell them till the cows come home that they need so, to become a Christian, but if... if, if so if, if we see... If we see they, they, that doesn't mean you don't say it. If right, it, absolutely, but we can't, we can't compel them to become a Christian. Nothing in here is talking about compelling anybody. Yeah, we are. We're going we're gonna to tell them they need to obey. Yeah, that's... They, we can't even obey. And we're Christian. We have the Holy Spirit. We can't obey. We're going to ask a non-Christian to obey. They can't. They cannot do it. By definition, they cannot do it. We're asking them to do something you're impossible. You're the point. This is what, what is the Great Commission? You go talk to a person down the street, tell them about the gospel. Mm-hmm. That includes obedience. You're going to repent, and then what do you do? What not? And he says, okay, then, then what? Yeah, but well, I'm not then telling you're going to be obedient to Christ. But that, you made the point a second ago. I'm not doing that as a representative of the government who does bear the sword. Exactly. They're, and that's what they're saying here. That's the duty of the church to tell people. All it's saying is that the church needs to teach okay. everybody, including senators and congressmen, about God. Right. Okay. That's all it's saying. This, this, this whole article has nothing to do with what the government okay. does. So maybe I'm projecting my concerns in other areas of the statement so, into this one. I, well, I think, so. I, I, I think, you know, I mean, just... Uh, so if we see uh, uh, a parent who is abusing their children, right, we say, stop that, mm-hmm. right? And we say, we stay stop that because Jesus is Lord, right? But we, we start by saying, stop that. Mm-hmm. And so the I, government's the one that's going to say to stop that, and the Christian's going to say, well, it's because Jesus is Lord. I think that's the difference that they're making. Well, no, I, I, right? I, I think I'm also saying, like, we need to look at the government, and we need to say, stop that, yeah, because Jesus is Lord, or do this because Jesus is Lord, right? And so uh, sort of like the, um, I mean, what comes to mind is like the idea of, like, repent, 
right? Like that being, if that's the first thing we say, then we're saying there's a law and you're breaking it. And, and there is forgiveness for breaking that law, right? There's, there's the shed blood of Jesus Christ. But we start with pointing out what is wrong. I, I think... Yeah, it's hard to point them to the solution if you haven't identified the problem. Right, right. And, and so, so and, I, I... But this, this whole article is only talking about what the church is supposed to be doing. And they made it very clear earlier in the statement that the, the government does not do the church's job. Yeah, I, uh, okay. And I think maybe as I'm thinking about this now, maybe the reason I projected my concerns elsewhere is now I'm asking the question you asked last week. Okay, so who's not doing this in the church? Are there people in the church who won't tell the truth to somebody because they happen to be the mayor? Yeah. Really? Uh, well, I think that what they're saying is you should have an. A well, special, on them. I think I think what sure. they're, what they're saying is you should have a special focus of t- telling and teaching government authorities about God because they're the ones that are going to have a a huge impact. So you should be telling influential people about the gospel, yeah. specifically. And, and well, that's I, if, I, if they're saying I think, that, then I don't like that. No, no, I, I I think they're they're pushing <laughs> back on the idea that a government can be, uh, you know. Secure. Secular, right? A, right? a religious, right? Without religion, and so I think, I think this just ties. This is a another shot at those people that would say, "Well, we we don't need to tell the government what to do because they don't have anything." Yeah, if you get a congressman with, who says, "Hey, well, I'm a, I, I'm I believe in God, but I can't really enforce my morality on you. I'm just going to do secular things while I'm in power." They're telling Christians go call that person down and say, "No, you're wrong. You need to be obedient to Christ." I think that that's that would be an example. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's go on to uh, yeah. Uh, article fourteen. Let's go. Fourteen is a longer one. I'll break it in, in half. I'll read the first half and then we'll pause and then I'll do the second half. So, um, and the first half is most is all affirmation. The second half will be part affirmation, part denial. We affirm. This is by the way. The subheading is the uses of the law. We affirm that applying the core moral principle of each of the Ten Commandments to a nation's laws, also known as general equity, one, reflects to citizens both the perfect righteousness of God and our own sinfulness and shortcomings, two, secures civil order by restraining evil, though protecting the righteous from the wicked, uh, through protecting the righteous uh, of the, uh, from the wicked, and three, guides Christians into the good works that God has planned for them and thus are an essential aspect of keeping the Great Commission and teaching all nations to obey everything Christ commanded. And just one little last couple of phrases here. We affirm that God is the creator of all and gives grace to the world. We affirm that God is the savior of many, calling them through the gospel. So uh, I've got a couple of thoughts on that, but you guys go first, unless you want me to go first. But do you have any initial uh, responses or reactions to that? Well, you're going to have a problem because of the Ten Commandments thing that we talked about last week. (laughs) Yeah, because Um, they're saying here, right? Each of the Ten Commandments they when they split the baby of, earlier. Right. Right? Be consistent. And I have a problem because saying you should apply the core moral principles of these to the laws. I'm saying those should be the laws themselves, and you don't need other ones. Um, but I, I, and the, whole, the number three, I think, is the, is, is the most problematic in this statement. Doing this is going to guide Christians into the good works that God has planned for them and thus uh, applying these laws is an essential aspect of creep keeping the Great Commission? No, because the Great Commission is for individuals and, and, and churches to preach the gospel, how to get saved. Though applying the laws, that's for the government to do, which has nothing to do with getting saved. So, no, I disagree with number three here. And they're saying it guides Christians into good works, so I guess it doesn't provide any guidance for non-Christians. 
<laughs> right? It, it guides people into good works, maybe. would be. I don't know. But there might be a reason they went with Christians there. I'm not sure. I also had a problem with number two, by the way, for what it's worth. That word secures. I'm not so sure that it like absolutely secures civil order by restraining. Right? There's still going to be disorder right. in laws, a fallen, broken world. There's laws disorder everywhere. famously don't work, right? Yeah. Anytime somebody kills another person in this country, that's proof of that because murder is illegal. It aims to secure or it, <laughs> it, it, it makes it better than it would be otherwise. But I, to say that it secures the order, I just don't see any evidence from the Bible or human history to, 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 to make me feel like that's the right word choice there. I, yeah, I think essentially what they're getting at is the idea that if our, if our laws reflect God's the, the morality that's laid out biblically that we will be pointed to right what is what is good and true and right that we will um right that we will be that we will actually be punishing what is actually evil and wicked uh that will be encouraged to Walk yeah. uprightly and I think pursues would be a better word there than secures. <laughs> I just feel like that's a little more realistic. It, it pursues yeah. civil order because you're never going to have perfect civil order as long as there's sin or in the world. Or encourages yeah. civil order. Yeah, encourages, yeah. And by the way, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's me, but that last couple of sentences I read, I don't see how it's related to the uses of the law. Which is or how it's related to much of anything that's in this it's whole It's like this thing. random, we affirm that God's a creator, good. right? We affirm that God is the savior, good. How is that related to the uses of the law? Other than maybe the law points us to our need, like he, the Creator is the one who gives the law, and 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 and, and the law then demonstrates our need for the Savior. But they don't say that, so I, I, I maybe that's right. probably what they're trying to do there. But I think they maybe do flesh that out a little bit more. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think they're in a sort of a backdoor way saying just remember that the right that that the civil government isn't the um, isn't ultimately the one that it not even ultimately isn't the one who gives grace who or saves mm-hmm. right who who does right. any of those things that actually God does all right that, that, that it sort of like to your point Troy that the civil government is not going to be the one that actually changes hearts and brings you know peace and nope. harmony. <laughs> that's that's Daniel for uh, Daniel Razvi and David Forsey's job. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what? I'm joking. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit's job. I'm going to read the last half of this article, which Go is going to be part affirmation and then part denial. We affirm that no man will be saved by works done under the law. Yet we affirm that the law is a tutor. And when laws are just, they accurately reflect the character of God. And in this way alone. Just Christian. just Christian governments like serve the church in its mission of evangelism. We affirm the inescapable reality that civil authorities possess a moral and spiritual foundation and orient citizens toward truth and morality, whether good or evil. I'm not sure I understood what I was reading there. Do you know what I was saying? Christian, <laughs> Christian governments who are just is what they meant. Okay. Not only Christian governments, but Christian governments who are just. So okay. just Christian governments. And, and, and they will, because they're just, be serving the interests of the church and its mission of evangelism. But only so in this by, way. By being just. By being just. But only yeah. in that way. And they're very, very clear. This, they're not preaching the gospel. They're, so anyway, go ahead and keep it with a denial, and then we'll talk. Okay. Um, 
We deny that God intended the Ten Commandments solely for Old Covenant Israel, but rather, this is a typo, that I think it's that it represents, or they... They, they it, represent. Just but rather, they, they it rep represent the enduring <laughs> righteousness of God that is to be loved and obeyed for the good of man and the glory of God. This is an example of those typos you were mentioning. Yeah, right, but right. either but they represent or but it represents. But rather, it represents. Yeah. Yeah. So or there's the some, some sort of a glitch there. They didn't make up their mind. Glitch McConnell might have written that one. <laughs> So uh, anyway, so in in the affirmations talking about spiritual for foundation and orient citizens towards truth and morality, whether good or evil, I guess by making them recognize what the lies are, right? Yeah. Um, and then it's solely uh, that they deny that it's solely for old covenant Israel. Um, but to your point earlier, I'm agreeing with something Daniel said. I think it was last week's show. It, okay, yeah, that's prop, that's true, but definitely first for the Jews, right? Mm-hmm. So not that they need to say that, but um, I feel like somebody like you might want well, them the to gospel, say that. Well, the gospel is also first to the Jews, and I think a lot of a lot of Christians don't like like to hear that 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 said. But it's the, the Bible says that you know, the gospel is first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. Well, I mean, it it did come first to the Jews, right? But not first in order, but also in priority, I would say. And it's probably again a, uh, an issue not for when we Gentiles. do that show. We'll have to that we'll have that yes. particular discussion because I don't yes. think right. that the framework of this no. is addressing that question particularly not at all. So because I think there's going to be some some fodder for discussion on that, and we could go off all the rails. So, so they're inching closer and closer to having the government evangelize, and and this is probably what's making you a little bit uncomfortable, Troy. But they are still trying to be very careful to say. In this way alone, the government will be evangelizing, and that's by just having good laws that promote morality. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable along which, with me which, having gained some weight, and my pants are binding me a little bit now. Which, which doesn't uh, doesn't evangelize, right? It doesn't bring good news, right? It, Only bad news. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the tax man coming. <laughs> essentially, what they're saying here is that, uh, that the government uh, upholding you know, biblically aligned moral laws points to the fact that we need good news, right? So it is, right. it, it is, uh, they're, they're sort of putting on display the, the first half, right? And the necessary first half of, of the gospel, which is that we, we need repentance. Mm -hmm. All right. So this next one is a whopper takes up an entire page as I printed it out. This is article number 15 on the distinction between law and gospel. Mm. Mm. Um, this would have been a really important thing for the social justice folks to have uh, thought about. Maybe that's what they're addressing here. I don't know, because that was the big swing and miss for the social justice warriors making a poor distinction, a faulty distinction between law and gospel, or not mm. making a distinction, actually. Anyway, so the first paragraph here, which is a pretty hefty paragraph, we affirm that the gospel is the royal announcement to the world about God acting in the person and work of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit to abolish sin and death and reconcile sinners and the world to himself through his sinless life, substitutionary death, resurrection, ascension, reign, and future return, just as God graciously planned from eternity. Goodbye, full preterists. <laughs> Well, yeah, full preterists, uh, maybe they should be goodbye. Uh, promised throughout Scripture and achieves uh, within history. So that's the first 
sentence, I think. It was written by the Apostle Paul. That's one long sentence, boy. (laughs) We affirm that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, revealed by Catholics, right? (laughs) Revealed in Scripture alone and to the glory of God alone. Five solas right there. Bang, 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 bang. We affirm that all sinners are commanded to repent and believe the gospel and, upon doing so, are justified before God, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and caused to love God and his law and to walk zealously in good works that God has prepared. We affirm that Christ's kingdom is at hand and that he will continue to work until all his enemies are defeated and the knowledge of his glory covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. I'm going to pause there because that was an awful lot of words. Um, I actually agree with it. I agree I with it's it. It's a very orthodox statement. I'm not entirely sure what role it plays within the statement. I, th- I think that's, they're, they're that's going to be clear. They're defining the gospel. <laughs> they're trying to define the gospel, and then they're going to define the law in a minute, and then they're going to say there's gotcha. a difference. Gotcha. This, Christ- this is the statement on Christian nationalism and the gospel, so they're getting around to defining the gospel part of the yeah. I gotcha. I'm- and and, and they're, they're saying, essentially here, right, the gospel is not just the good news that, you know, you your sins are forgiven as an individual, right? The gospel is also that, uh, not just that, Jesus came to save individual sinners, but to save the world. That groans. Right. (laughs) All right. So let's keep going. You ready for the next paragraph? Yeah. All righty then. See if we can make heads or tails of this word salad. We affirm that God gave Adam a law of universal obedience written on his heart, that this same law continued to be the perfect rule of righteousness after the fall, and that God delivered it upon Mount Sinai in Ten Commandments. We affirm that the general equity of this law is the essential moral principle embedded by God in each command, which all men are bound by God to obey, reflects God's holy character, and applies in various circumstances in each sphere of life. We affirm that obedience to this moral law is the delight of all who are born again in Christ those empowered by the Holy Spirit to love God and their neighbors as themselves by doing the good works that God has planned for them. I don't know that I have a whole lot to say about that because like the last paragraph, it seems pretty orthodox, seems mm-hmm. on point. So when, they, when they're talking about gospel stuff, I think they're pretty good. Well, they said gospel and then this is law. So this is not the gospel. The gospel was in the previous paragraph. Well, well, oh. the, so this is how they are defining uh, law, essentially. Yeah, when they're ta- I guess yeah. when I'm, the gospel, when I'm talking about Bible stuff specifically they're mm-hmm. not getting into political theory or, right. or or sociological questions or whatever and they're just talking about bible truth uh that they're doing a good job so all right so now the last part of the affirmation says we affirm that a christian nation uh, provides cultural conditions conducive to the perpetuation and thriving of the family. They avoided flourishing again, by the way. The preservation and advancement of the Christian church, the spread of the gospel for salvation by the church, and the abundance of blessings to the non-believing. I think the non-believing might disagree here, but... Blessings to the non-believing? I mean, the message of the gospel is you don't believe you're going to hell. That's not really a blessing. Yeah, I think they're talking about in... uh, just by living in sense, just living in a society where moral just laws exist. But I agree with you. I think the non-believing may, ultimately might disagree with this statement. And they may, and they might feel <laughs> very stifled because they can't do their favorite sin. Yeah, um, as they're burning in hell, they might not agree with this statement. Which would, which would actually be a, uh, a blessing to them it if would they, be. if they did not, uh, if they were not engaging in sexual immorality and depravity. Yeah. Or killing their babies and all those things. Yeah, that would, that would be a blessing for them, that's for sure. But I think also what they're meaning, though, is there is a blessing 
you know, just in general, if you have a nation filled with Christians and that's mm-hmm. the cultural context, that's the societal norm, even though that's been this country's history, right? Even those who don't believe are blessed by living within that right, environment. Not being, right. And I think that's what they're meaning to say. I, I, I think they should say it. I think it's a good thing, but maybe there's a way, I don't know what the right way to say it is, but I think they could tweak this a little bit to get rid of the, the gray area that we were pushing mm-hmm. back on a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then the last part. No, the last part's actually going to have to wait till next uh, show because we're out, of time. we're out of time. I wasn't even paying attention to the clock, but we are completely flat out of time, not even any closing music. So this is the Faith Debate. Daniel, David, I'm Troy. Check, check us out next week. Till then, God bless.